0: Some families down in that area and, and homeless families there, so that is our street ministry. So keep an eye on your weekly Thursday announcements; those will have the list as to what Sandy needs and what they're asking from us. That would be great. And then the third ministry that's on the sign out there is Bread for Brunswick in. This ministry asks for you to put them in the blue bags. Sometimes they'll cross over as their needs. And, um, the food that goes to this ministry um, is handed out right here in Brunswick, in Valley City, Hinckley area. Yes, we do have families in this area who don't um, have a food source. Shortage and aren't able to always supply food for their families. So this is an opportunity for them to come to this food bank, Bread for Brunswick, and get food to feed themselves and their families. So it's much appreciated. This is ongoing also, as the same as street ministry. And Larry Wisniewski, does us a favor and makes it easy for us, he just takes it from here and makes sure it gets to the food bank. All you need to do is bring it with with you on Sunday. This is a great ministry if you have young kids and you get to talk to them about how they can make a difference in their own community. So that's great. All right, so our next one is, yes, it's Operation Christmas Child Time. And those who are familiar with this ministry, you know how this can be such a joy for, for, our, for our church. Um, it's actually um, the Simple Box is an outreach um, program put on by um, Samaritan's Purse. And this allows all local churches to connect with children all over the world. How simple for us to be able to do something where we can impact children all over the world. And all you need to do is fill one of these boxes. More information will come out. Or you can go on their website. They have a Facebook page. um, And then you can even track this box to see where it ends up. And there's also two other opportunities I wanted to bring up. One is, once the box... So then... Let me back up one second. You bring in the boxes by November 21st. That's our last Sunday. We'll have it here on the stage and celebrate um, this event. And then the boxes will go from here to a distribution center, and they're all over the the country. The closest one for us is uh, Boone, North Carolina. I don't know if you've been there before. It's really a cool college town. It's a fun place to go visit. You can volunteer your time to go down there and help Go through the boxes, make sure they're packed correctly, have the right items in there. You spend some time down there. with You can go down by yourself or with your family, and you want to volunteer. You just go on their website and do it. The first week they start asking you to volunteer is Thanksgiving week, and then goes for three more weeks after. So you can pick a week anywhere in December. Um, and then finally, the last one which hopefully someday I get to do. um, You can travel with the boxes throughout the world, and you can be a part of handing these out directly to the children yourself. So that's a great opportunity for you through Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. So look for these boxes here, even Hobby Lobby. Um, So, yes, keep that on your radar. And then... City Mission, um, we've been going down to downtown Cleveland for the men's homeless shelter um, at the Cleveland City Mission, feeding them twice a month, it's been great. We, we feed anywhere from 50 to 60 homeless men, and um, you guys have been awesome with volunteering your, your time to serve. Uh, many of you have been cooking and donating food for me to take down um, also, um, you can also donate money, um, for it to go directly towards some of the purchasing for the, for this mission. I have the dates I posted are up here. I also listed if, if you're going to do a dessert. I got some ideas for that week that if you all donate cupcakes and, well, we already missed the cupcakes, but the, um, the pies are coming up. I think Christmas cookies, um, keep, Keep an eye on that. It's, all, it's on our website and on Thursday, our Facebook page and Thursday's announcements. All right. So I'd like, before I um, introduce Christy and Chuck, and they're going to get up here and talk about um, Love Pure, I'm very excited about, which is a ministry down in Costa Rica. I'd like to read something to you that I read this week and came across by an author, Um, Albert Edward Day, and he wrote a book called The Captivating Presence. And in it, while he was writing this book, he came to understand something new, why Jesus passed up the religious establishment of his day, the economically secure, the socially prestigious, and sought out the poor, the outcast, the sinner, the broken, the sick, and the lonely. He felt as we so often do not their sorrow and he goes on to say that lazarus sometimes makes his way to our doorstep step we toss him a coin and go on our way we give our charities but we do not give ourselves we build our char- charitable institutions but we do not build ourselves into the lives of others So as um, Chuck and Christy come up here, I see this as a great opportunity for us to not just invest and to make a charitable institution in Costa Rica, that this is an opportunity for us to invest ourselves in the lives of the families and children that are under-resourced in a country that um, need our help.
1: Good morning. it's oh. an aggressive microphone today. Thanks, Kathy. Um, you know, it's it's really inspiring and kind of humbling to be part of a, a family, a church community. What well, was that at least five different activities that we're doing here, and we know a lot of individuals in the in the church as well do a lot of other things that aren't even on this list. So, just where we are as a society today, with everybody fighting about masks and shots and needles and all the things that we fight and argue about that there are people that are actually out here wanting to make a real difference in people's lives so i think as a church i think we should all be really excited and humbled and maybe even proud that that we do that as a as a community so really cool stuff Um, so today we want to i think we could talk for when is the browns game at four Um, but no we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it short but we want to be a little more focused today and share three direct ways that Polaris Christian Church is directly impacting lives in Costa Rica. Um, so for people that may not know, we're Chuck and Christy Badly. We started the legal entity of Love Pure about four years ago um, through a lot of the inspiration of, of the Isaiah 58, all of the sermons that Alex gives, and just sitting there in those pews, just what, is, what does it mean, what could we do, and so forth. Um, so, a lot of people will say, Why Costa Rica? And our joke is, We have no idea, ask God when, when we meet him. Um, but we have no idea why we ended up in Costa Rica. Um, but when we did end up there in the communities where we worked, it was crystal clear that we just needed to be there where God was meeting us to do something with these children. Um, so, in Costa Rica, there's a lot of poverty. The children that we work with are in. Um, acute poverty, so you have a, a really just a lack of resources. There's, there's food insecurity. There's a lot of, um, like the living conditions are unsanitary. There's a lot of domestic violence. There's a lot of community violence. Um, There's just lack of resources with education, lack of access to health care, even though you're in a country that really prides itself on education for all, health care for all, there's just not resources there. So these kids, um, they live in these areas called shantytowns, precarios. It's basically a slum of of a Latin American version. And so we work in three different communities down there. And so today we're going to share with you some stories that are really uplifting, we think, and really positive on the impact that we're having there. Um, You guys have heard us talk a lot about camps. So for the past four years, we've had a budget of $30,000. And what that $30,000 allows us to do is we take about 200 kids a year to youth camps where they can get out of those precarios. They can get out of those shanty towns. They're not worried about where their next meal is coming from. They're not worried about what's going on around them. And they just get to go be kids. So it's a a Bible-based or a a Christian-based type camp. There's a lot of sports. They're exceptionally competitive in their sports down there. Um, But it's just a place for them to go and be with each other. It's been great for us to go down and build some relationships down there and just have that really positive impact on on these children's lives. We also do, uh, in the three different communities, um, support three different Bible clubs in each area. So there's nine Bible clubs a week. Uh, teens, middle age, and youth, and we've got people down there that are conducting those those Bible clubs every week. So that's what we've historically done. Um, We want to share a really cool story with you as well today. It starts out a little rough. We're going to show a video. A lot of times we don't necessarily like to show what's going on in the community because these are people's lives, these are people's homes, but I think this one is a really good example of how being on the ground in Costa Rica, having relationships in the community, we're made aware of these situations. So when we were down there in August this past year to work through how we move the youth center forward, um, would you mind, Leslie, just- Wait, wait, wait. B- wait. Oh, no, That's just helpful. the first, first picture, yep. Sorry, so we didn't practice very well. You guys have heard us talk about Alfredo and Rachel. They are the older siblings in a family of six kids and a single mother. Um, this is their house, this is their shanty in the Los Pinos community. This is Christy and Mariella, picking up the kids to go to youth bible club so this is where they all live Um, when we were down there in august during the rainy season uh, one of our friends we were sitting down talking about about the youth center had a video from a a home study or a home visit that he had done that week where during the rainy season in the afternoon just a heavy rainstorm came in and we're going to show you what it was like to be inside that shanty and to be those children The, the buckets catching the rainwater coming through the ceiling, the clothes are out, things are getting wet.
2: There's all this stuff that's soaking wet. There's operating little brother trying to flood the hole in the ceiling.
1: So... As you can imagine, after watching that, as we're sitting down having a meal, it's just really difficult to continue the meal. So we prayed, we talked, and said, you know, let's do something about this. So with the funds that Polaris has donated to Love Pure as part of our resources, we took some of that money and we rebuilt the house for the family. So the next couple of slides, we had a lot of people from the community pulled together once the materials were bought. In the community, you've got people that are welders. You have people that are carpenters. And this is, as you remember walking up to the house, this is that front door we tore, that was all torn out. These are volunteers. These are some of the kids over here. And then the next couple slides were just as we rebuilt this, um, we put in some metal framing. You can still see you've got the pretty rough roof up there on the top. We started welding these walls together. We brought in sheet metal, put up new, new sheet metal on the walls, put new sheet metal on the ceilings. That's Alfredo. That's
2: Alfredo, he's getting big.
1: So we're gonna pause here for just a second. This one, this was tough for us. You can see there's a couple of mattresses here. This is what the family sleeps on. So the kids the and the family. mother. The family, whole family put these on the floor. You can see that there are a couple there. Um, and this is just like some of the, uns- like these kids live in these conditions. That rainstorm happens and then the next day they've gotta get out and they've gotta get at life. They've gotta to go to school. They've gotta you know, go out and face what's going on in the community. Um, so this is actually kind of a funny part of the story. We were in church down there on a Sunday and Juan Carlos, uh, who runs one of our partnership organizations, in the middle of church, he sent us a message from his church with this next picture. He was so proud. He's like, we have to buy this bed for this family. Um, so I think it's probably the size of the entire second story of the <laughs> building that was built. But, you know, Alfredo's 13, and he's sleeping on this, on this. you know, I don't even know what that mattress was with his, with his siblings. So, you know, he said Alfredo can get his own bunk, and then we've got a nice clean um, opportunity to build a, a, a bed for these for these kids. The next couple slides, actually, this is the bed in their house. So the guys came in, they put it up there, put it together. And so really exciting that this happened. Um, is that the last? I
2: think that's the last one.
1: Yep. Okay. So again, like us being able to be on the ground and hear this and immediately react, react to that and to have the resources to make that happen, Was because of you so we want to thank you guys for everything that you've done to make that happen
2: the third way that you guys are making a difference in costa rica um, is the club in the youth center in los pinos so um, in december of 2019 for christmas eve service you guys incredibly gave sixty thousand dollars to support us um, love pure during 2020 and to buy a youth center. Um, and then unfortunately March happened and we didn't get to go to Costa Rica for 18 months. 18 months we were here with money sitting in the bank waiting to buy a youth center and it was um, incredibly hard and disheartening and, and depressing and um, but then it lifted, we got to go in March and we got our center, so you will see the next, there it is and all its beauty. Um, it, it will get better, so hang with us. But there it was, um, we, we got it in March, we got picked up our keys in September. Um, the next slide we wanted to show you because if you look to the far right, you see Chuck and one Carlos working on the lock to get in the, that's where the house is. If you look in this corner, the white car. That's the entrance to the shanty town. We are four doors from the entrance to the shanty town, and there are only two entrances to the shanty town. When you come out of this entrance, you have no place to go but down our road right in front of our center. Um, So just as we get it cleaned up and looking good, and it's just going to be a beacon of light, we can't wait. Um, So then we had to do a little bit of reconstruction inside. So I think next is a video. I'm not going to show all of it, but just to show you kind of Um, what it looks like to start with, but we won't play the whole thing. So this is just inside on the front little porch, there are the bars that you were looking at from the outside. There's the front door. There's kind of the living space. Those are cement walls. There's Mariella hiding because she got embarrassed. Uh, First bedroom. You can see a little bit of the outside, which we'll show you more later when we get it cleaned up. Um, and here's the second bedroom. You can stop there, I think. Kind of gives you an idea of what the inside looked like. So the next um, picture, this what we did is knocked the wall down between the two bedrooms, so that now we just have one giant space. Um, the purple she- like sheeting stuff that you see hanging from the ceiling. They put that up because it gets so incredibly hot that that is a, a heat barrier just to help it not be quite so hot so it's a little more bearable when you're in there. Um, and the next picture just shows that's the ceiling covered um, with that. And then the next picture is the finished ceiling. So it now actually has a, a ceiling. Um, and this is my favorite picture because that is... Those are our partners, Oscar and, and David, who are in their like twenties. So they just went in with a pressure washer. That's how apparently they wash the houses in Costa Rica. Clear it out, blast it with a pressure washer, get the mold off the walls, and um yeah, it just cracks me up watching them clean. Next one. Oh, Chuck liked this one because it has a KFC bag down there. So we fed them well while they were working. Um, this is our new front door. We were very proud of the glass front door because it lets all the beautiful light in. This was a primer that they put on the wall because I'm sure you saw it first. It was covered with like a mildew mold kind of thing, um, so they, they just primed it to clean it up. There's our front where they after they've cleaned off the windows and, like I said, put in that um, beautiful glass door. There's David marking off. Some paint, a paint line. Um, There's tables and chairs. Don't do it yet, because it's a big reveal. And it skits me every time. But this is the picture, the next one. Oh, there it is, a year and a half. We've waited (laughs) to show that picture. That's our first class coming through. 27 kids. The kids right now, um, their schools are in horrible shape, horrible shape. These guys are going to school every other week for four hours a day. That's it. They get nothing else past that. They obviously don't have internet access to do online learning. They have no help outside of that whatsoever. Um, but now they do. So, um, yep, hold on. <laughs> So we have a teacher that goes in three days a week, so on their off week. So if they're not going to school that week, the teachers are there three days a week to bring them in and help catch them up. And then the next week we bring in a different 25 kids who are on their off week. So every other week, we're seeing 50 kids come through to get tutoring to keep them um, up to date with their school or try to catch them back up. That's our teacher. And then this is Teen Bible Club, which is happening on Wednesday night in our center. Um, We had about 20 kids the first Wednesday night, but that will continue every Wednesday night um, forward, moving forward. There they are. Um, So that's what's going on right now. Like right now, that's going on. Then we have a plan for what we're going to do in 2022. Sorry, i get not good with dates. So here's what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue the school tutoring. We're going to add another day. So we're going to hire the teacher another day to come in. So they're getting four days a week um, and an aide also. So there's going to be lots of tutoring going on to hopefully keep them up, keep them off those paths that we don't want them on. Um, we're also going to hire a math and science tutor to come in one day because the high schoolers who have missed so much, we, we found out they have missed since COVID hit, 200 days of school schools have been closed completely so you've got some kids who are really really behind and they're they have to pass a test to get into high school or else they're not allowed in high school and so there we've got some kids on the margin that we need to get into high school um, and they need to pass this test to get in so we're getting a, a math and science tutor who will come in once a week to help those kids just get ready for that test so they can continue into high school Um, We're going to open up on Thursday nights. Juan Carlos that Chuck mentioned, who's a pastor um, and part of our partnership in Costa Rica, is going to come in on Thursday nights and run a family Bible study because we want people from the community in this place, not just the kids. We want this to make an impact on families even more than just our 50 kids that are coming through right now, so we're super excited about that. Give them some ownership of it. Um, our ultimate goal would be to have some community things going on when we're down there, and this will be a good first step for that. Teen Bible Clubs will continue to happen on Wednesday nights, and then um, we, we taught them the word hangout. They didn't know what that meant, so we taught them hanging out. is just hanging out at the youth center, and so we have a Um, I think you saw pictures. We have a foosball table. We have a ping pong table. And the kids can just come after school, before school, hopefully not during school. um, (laughs) But literally just to hang out and build relationships and have a safe place to be um, where it's clean and it's not raining inside. And and they can get a snack if they're hungry. And they can get help with their homework if they need to. And they can um, talk about what's going on at home, whatever they need. Um, We're going to try to get some mentors, you know, in and offer some classes, that kind of thing. But this is this is pretty set that this was our goal for 2022.
1: Yeah, so um, the great thing about having that that resource center that has been paid for, and now we have teachers in there. There are a lot of volunteers. So um, getting people in there to help, like Christy said, mentoring programs. We're going to start teaching a lot of classes in the evenings for, for the different teens. Uh, there's this little kitchen there i don't know if you guys saw that but there's a place we can bring in a stove they can teach cooking classes that teaches food prep people can go get a job in food prep um, we want to do a lot of things uh, like maybe one night two night type seminars on domestic violence gang activities things to just get these kids aware of what's out there waiting for them and keeping them on the right path that's also where we hope to develop a mentor program right you, as as these older kids come in and they take advantage of these programs, we want them to mentor and be examples for these younger kids in the community. So we're really excited about this opportunity. Um, This is a Polaris presence in Costa Rica. So I think all of us should be really excited. I hope all of us are really excited about where this is going. You know, there's two other communities. If we really wanna shoot for the stars, let's get this one right first. Los Guido is just as bad. I mean, it's pretty close to being as bad as Los Pinos it would not be unrealistic to think that we could do something similar in that area as well. So there are a lot of children in need down there um, and it's just really exciting to be a part of that. We do wanna quickly hit through the budget just so you guys see what we're up against. Um, the $30,000 at the beginning, I spoke about the, the clubs, the uh, um, all of the um, camps, the clubs and this is, is staff. So we do have uh, paid staff. Some of these staff here is paid. We do have a lot of volunteers, but the paid staff Um, as part of that budget, as well as all the camps. Um, The youth center, the $10,000 there, that's all of the utilities. That's also a little bit more, there's still some work to be done in the back. We've got funds for that, but we also wanna make sure that we have things for maintenance um, and so forth. This is also the staff, it's the tutoring staff, it's the teachers and so forth. So we're getting a, um, a teacher and a half and a tutor for that much, right? So, and it's creating a job for someone, so that's really nice. And then the last one, this extra $4,000. This is for things like what we saw with Alfredo. Um, This is for, there's a lot of these kids that are malnourished and don't have food. So we may bring some kids in before school and actually get them a really good meal four times a week. It would make a huge difference in their development so they're not coming into these classrooms hungry and not able to focus. I mean, again, I keep going back to imagine Alfredo coming from that last night Sitting down, empty stomach, and then we want them to learn algebra it 's just it 's going to be so difficult for them to do it so that 's the budget right here. Um, you guys have been amazing. Um, we think this is a big number. You guys raised sixty thousand dollars one year for us to buy this youth center, build this youth center out, get these kids in there, and supported all of the camps and all of the uh, all of the um, bible clubs so we 're God's calling us to do this. We're optimistic, we're excited, we're motivated. We can't wait to see what happens next. We will be down there next year. Um, so end of summer next year, we've already sold our house here. Can't buy it back, and we're, uh, we're heading south, and we're going to be down there as much as we possibly can to, to be on the ground having an impact. So thank you, guys. Um, oh, let me say this real quickly, too. Um, a lot of people have asked about families going down there. Our daughter Grace, thanks for coming today, Grace is here. We don't let Grace and Valerie, we don't let our kids go into these communities. They are not ideal for kids. Um, They are not really safe communities. But we are going to try to figure out ways to get people down there that want to help. Um, Jim Gallagher and Tony Matina are gonna come down with us in November to help build out some, some of the rest of the pieces that need to be built out in this center. It's gonna be kind of a pilot to see how can we work a couple of people down, make sure they're in a safe scenario to come in, do some work, have an impact and go out. So we will continue to work on that, no promises, but we appreciate people wanting to come down. In the meantime, your prayers, your support have been amazing and and we appreciate that. Were you gonna talk Alex?
2: Thank you guys.
3: This is not a sermon, just a thought or two. Um, So that was just really good for my soul. Um, Like a lot of times, yeah, I heard you. Um, You think about churches going and finding missionaries to support, and with God's help, we've like raised our own. Um, and Chuck and Christie's vision and obedience, and um, probably not going to be the first, uh, or probably not going to be the last, just the first of, of those kinds of stories. Um, I, I can't believe we're doing this. Um, so I'm going to read just real quick. This, this is Isaiah 58. This is God's promise. And for me, it's like, as we sludge through this difficult season, my eyes don't do anything below 13 point anymore. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see the naked, clothe them. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will spring up speedily. Your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry and he will say, here I am. God's promise that As we give ourselves to things he cares about, to his causes, he will protect us and our light will shine even brighter. And man, I mean, we've seen that. And I think that this is the most significant Sunday in the history of Polaris Christian Church because we've never done anything like this. And um, in the midst of this very difficult season, um, God is doing his greatest work through us and that's just a really neat thing about God and how the whole thing works. So, this Christmas Eve offering will again go to um Chuck and Christie's uh, ministry and remember that not that it matters, but like it's Chuck has his company that pays their stuff. Like that's their income. All that 44,000 Is directly to those kids and those families, and to make that ministry happen, which just is 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 incredible. Um, So again, I'll tell you what I've always told you the past few years: just pray about your part in that, and be obedient. But um, but but we got this. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen one way or another. you guys are very generous, and um, because of that, God does great things. Let's pray for Chuck and Christy. Um, God, I am I am overwhelmed. This is this is really neat to see how you have um, from from the call and their obedience. Uh, what was once a family vacation in Costa Rica uh, that now is going to result in. Children and families um, coming to know you, um, being saved spiritually and physically, children will understand their immeasurable worth in the midst of, in spite of their poverty. Uh, They will become spiritually rich because of this, because of us, because of what you're doing here. We see the promise of of your word and of Isaiah 58 being fulfilled before our very eyes. And so we pray for your blessing. We pray that that whole uh, barrio would become a blazing light filled with the presence of your spirit, lives transformed from top to bottom, physically, spiritually, mentally, in the name of Jesus. We pray these things in his name, amen. Have a good week, everybody.